I would say, okay, you know what? Don't hit me, but I'm going to ask you a question. Don't, don't get mad at me. When was the last time you went to confession? And they would smile and laugh. Most I mean, of them. Do you, is that from experience, and, Randy, where you said, don't hit me? Where it's, <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay, I, I, don't, don't hit me like that other I, guy. But <laughs> yeah, I, I have never been hit. <laughs> ever. it's a great way to kind it of like is, disarm it, them it but, you know i, I wasn't sure if there's a fun story where you actually did get hit and you're oh, like oh yeah no no I've, I've 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 never been hit doing street evangelization <laughs> but when i when i when i presented to them in that way it kind of drops their guard they're like yeah. what you gonna say and then when it just ends up being that then they laugh so that's my goal is to get them to laugh, to get them like in a joyful mood. And then when they, when they answer, they go, oh, well, <laughs> it's, you know, it's been a while. I'm like, oh, wow. Yeah, I understand. What's a while? They'll say, well, it's been about seven years. I'm like, oh my gosh. I go, you know what? This is the perfect opportunity for you right now. We have four priests available. They're, they're here. They're great guys. They'll listen to your confession. Remember that joy that you felt the last time you went to confession, how you were just filled with the abundance of God's graces and that joy. And you felt that like your, your mind got cleared and, and everything was like, you yeah. deserve that experience again. Welcome to the Stories from the Street. I'm Brian. And I'm Beth. And today we're going to talk with Randy, who is an urban missionary with us here in the Detroit area. We're going to speak to him about how he recruited many evangelists from his parish to get involved with the Woodward Dream Cruise, where a lot of great things happen, including over 20 people receiving the sacrament and confession. Randy is a longtime evangelist with St. Paul Street Evangelization, and we're excited to hear his stories from the street from his many years involved as well. You don't want to miss this one. What do you think, Brian? Have you uh, talked with many team leaders that work close with their parish? I have lots of team leaders who want to work very close with their parish. And I think that's actually uh, something that is important for every team leader to discern is how they feel called to live out this apostolate of street evangelization. Because there's one point where you want to be able to go out to big crowds like football stadiums, baseball stadiums, uh, you know, big downtown areas. Uh, but what's difficult about that is when you're, you're leaving your parish area. So a lot of people that you contact and make contact with, you may not be able to bring them back to your parish specifically just out of logistics. They live so far away, which doesn't mean that's a bad street evangelization team. I, I always encourage people they feel called to go to downtown areas to certainly do that. Uh, but just recognizing the, the small weakness of not being able to continue the conversation and to actually walk someone into the parish with them, you have to kind of encourage them and maybe do that over the phone and they understand that. But the benefit of working directly with a parish and even doing more local evangelization means that the people that you contact will actually be able to, um, you can see the fruits directly in your parish. So it's just something that needs to be discerned amongst our team leaders. And I always talk to them about that when they get started. 
Yeah, that's an important thing. Plus, the other thing about working with your parish is there is a whole group of potential evangelists there. Once you build that um, that attitude of evangelization, that culture of evangelization in your parish, there is all kinds of folks, good Catholics, that would love to go out. But sometimes they just need a little prompting, a little um, a little coaching. And that's one of the things that Randy has done so well. He's had this beautiful church, the Shrine of the Little Flower. It's a basilica. And he has been there for a number of years, just stirring up the hearts of those that are there. Um, so we had this beautiful event I'll have Randy tell us about and how he used his influence as, as a team leader to bring his parish uh, members out and help evangelize at this, this huge, huge event. Um, and that's a small nuance from what I was saying as well, because I was talking about doing the evangelization locally, but I also think you can have the parish involvement and encourage evangelists to come from your parish, even if you go evangelize in other areas that are outside your boundaries. So it's even possible when team leaders come to me, like, where do I get evangelists? How to recruit? I know you asked me to have more than one person or that I have at least one other person out there with me when I'm evangelizing. We're like, well, go to your parish, you know, invite people from your own church to get out there with you. And uh, I, I think Randy, as you mentioned that we're going to talk today, does an incredible job of reaching out to the people within his parish community and actually not just inviting them to come, but also giving them the, the training that's to give them the confidence to be able to go out. Yeah, well, that's great. Well, let's in, let's invite Randy on. So Randy has been part of St. Paul Street Evangelization pretty much since the beginning. He was the one person that took over um, Steve Dawson's team when Steve moved on to doing other things. So he took over the Royal Oak team. He's also been an urban missionary. He's a regional missionary. He's a trainer. He's a speaker. He knows evangelization in and out. It is a part of his being. It's a part of who he is. And he is such a joyful missionary disciple himself. I'm so pleased to have Randy join us. Randy, are you there? Yes, I am, Beth. Wow, you know, thank you so much for all your kind words. You know, it's like, I would like to meet this Randy guy that you're speaking <laughs> of, too. I mean, this, you know, what a buildup. I've, I've got to deliver, like, over the bar. I'm, I'm so excited to be speaking to everyone. Well, Randy, you are, uh, you're just a magnet for other people, and, you know, Brian just talked about how you go to your parish and you can get people to sign up. And it's not like you walk into a parish and say, who wants to be an evangelist? And then you start taking names. You have to kind of work the crowd in some sense. You have to help convince the people that this is important and, and be a part of it and show him. And, and, and you're just so involved in your parish and so many things and bringing people around. And, and it, it's taken a, it takes a while to, to get that excitement up, but, I, but you have done a good job of it. Yeah, no, th thanks, Bess. I, I, I really appreciate that. And um, what I'd like to share with the audience is, is this, is that if you're looking for the secret to building a successful team, a team of joyful missionary disciples, a team of people that will not only say yes, but will actually show up and go out with you, the key to success is the basic evangelization training program that St. Paul Street Evangelization offers. The reason I say this is because uh, we have an annual event. It's called the Woodward Dream Cruise. Classic cars cruise up and down Woodward. It's always the third weekend of August. And 
our church is located right on the main drag where all the cars are coming by. Over a million people will walk by us on a sidewalk. So we see that as the perfect opportunity to set up a St. Paul Street Evangelization vendor booth with all the materials that we have, and then also to share the good news of Jesus with everyone that's walking by. We also have priests available for confessions. So what the parish decided to do, we put in this plan. We said, this is what we're going to do. We're going to invite St. Paul Street Evangelization to come to our parish and do their presentation. So Shrine happens to be my home parish, so I'm the regional missionary that, that goes there and does the presentation. Mm. So at the end of the presentation, the most amazing thing happens because the Holy Spirit is truly in that room of the presentation, just filling everyone with an abundance of graces. I always like to say that the people come into that room as a disciple, meaning they're following Jesus, they've got Jesus in their heart. But when they leave our training, they have, they have transformed their core DNA of that being an apostle of Christ. When I say apostle, I mean someone that is actually now equipped to go and share the good news of Jesus Christ. Now, some people are going to share the good news of Jesus in their ordinary and everyday lives, which is great. We, we teach them how to and the practicality to that all. But other people are going to be bold enough and say, you know what, Randy? I hear we have a St. Paul Street Evangelization team at Shrine Parish. I would like to be part of that. I would like to come out and, and see what happens. So at the end of the training, um, we put it together really quick. We had about 40, 45 people that attended the session. And one third of them, 13 people signed up and said, yes, I would like to be part of the Shrine Evangelization team. So I invited those 13 people to join us at the Woodward Dream Cruise. I would say about seven or eight of those 13 people came and showed up. And the amazing thing is, is you know, and I kind of walked with them, but after like 15 or 20 minutes, they were, they were wonderful. They were like out there on their own. They're like, hey, Randy, I got this. I'm good, man. You don't, you don't need, I don't need to like, watch you anymore I got oh, that's <laughs> amazing I don't even they're, want they're to like anymore. <laughs> they're like it's so innate to me this is like you know God's been waiting for me to do this like my whole life I go to mass every single weekend I'm filled with the word every weekend and uh -huh. now it's like this explosion that they finally get to share Jesus with fathers they've been prepped for 20 years 30 years 40 years every mass right. with the readings and whatever retreats they have gone to. So I understand when they say, I got this. I mean, yeah. because they well, do. The most beautiful thing about it is that we also had flyers for our school of evangelization and for our gala. So two of the people that attended, Alfredo and Tim are their first name. They attended the basic evangelization training. They came out. They were wonderful evangelists. Now, both of them have signed up to attend our school of evangelization and they invited one of their friends from their home parish because they're like, hey, we need to do what Shrine is doing. We, I want you to come to the school of evangelization and we need to go back to our parish 
and have a basic evangelization training because this works. I mean, can you imagine that? The, the Archdiocese of, of Detroit is going to be on fire with the Holy Spirit of a band of joyful missionary disciples throughout sharing the good news of Jesus Christ, building the kingdom of God, building up our parishes. It, it's just, just so warm and so wonderful just to see the fruits just falling down upon us. Mm. That, that's amazing. Well, I, what I was going to say, I'm sorry I interrupted you, but what I was going to say is that um, you talk about these um, parishioners and these people that are on fire with the Lord in the sense that they, they've, they've gone to retreats, their, their hearts are filled with the love of Jesus, but they, but they aren't moving with it, and they haven't been mobilized. And the BET and your, your, um, and your encouragement, it does just that. It takes them to that mobilizing, mobilizing so they spread it to others instead of just holding it in. Because I, I, I was talking uh, to someone else, and I was reading an article, and they talked about how Catholics, only 3% of Catholics thinks that, uh, think that evangelization is important. They don't, they, Catholics, we just have this culture of my faith is private. So with your coaching and your training, you've mobilized your parish, the folks in your parish, and those that came to the BET. It's like, we have it. What do we do with it? And that's, that's a great that's a great step to get people do, to do that last get out and go. So, yeah. And yeah, hearing, no. It, it, uh, no I, was, I was just going to say in hearing their experience, so after you leave this BET and you give them the basic tools and confidence to be able to go share this faith, as Beth mentioned, is we have a culture where it's private and you're, you're giving them almost permission as well as the confidence to be like, no, like this is something to be shared and actually can be done so, so joyfully. And then you actually give them the opportunity right then with the the dream cruise to be able to go out there and just as you mentioned like randy we got this uh you know we don't have to we don't we don't need you don't have to train us anymore we're excited to be out here and that's a very common experience with those especially who were have been our disciples of jesus in our church we we are very blessed um, within this apostolate to speak with many people who love the Lord dearly, but haven't been given just the basic evangelization training, like this, the basic tools to be able to share the faith in a very non-confrontational loving way that works. And since we've been doing this now, uh, since what, around 2012, we've learned so much about here are the resources that, that not just in theory work in the classroom, but very practically work on the street, like go test this out. And whenever they do, they're like, Oh my gosh, like this is actually fun and joyful. And it's amazing to be able to talk to people about my faith. And they're actually excited to talk to me and I'm excited to talk to them. Like this never happens. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's so true. What you're saying, Brian, because the next major event that we have coming up in the Metro Detroit area is what's called the arts, beats and eats festival. That's actually coming up next weekend over Labor Day weekend. And I already have people that were at the Woodward Dream Cruise that are like, Randy, Randy, our speech needs, are we going to be there? And I'm like, yes, yes. I'm, I'm trying to get a priest to come every day so we can offer confessions on this Tuesday. I'm going to send out the schedule. You'll be able to sign up. It's, it's like they're at, not only do they realize that they're living out the great commission of Matthew 28, 19, 20, of go there for and make disciples of all nations, but they're also saying that they go, they're, they're like, you know, this is amazing. I am planting a seed, possibly responsible for the salvation of a soul through the work of the Holy Spirit. But at the same time, I noticed that I'm getting filled with an abundance of graces that is filling me 
at the same time while I'm doing yes. this. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and it's so beautiful. I had uh oh, and just really quick too, we did this basic evangelization training last year at Shrine. Twenty-four people signed up and said, Yes, we want to be part of your teams. So if if you're looking to build a team, if you're looking to to live out the great commission within your parish, if you're looking to save souls, this really is the most necessary ingredient there is to get out there and become joyful missionary disciples. I remember I did this one talk at this one parish, and this young lady, her name was Kathy, she said, Randy, you know, I want to come out with you guys. She says, but I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to watch you guys. I said, okay, sure. She goes, I'm telling you, I'm not, I'm just watching. I said, Kathy, for sure. You're just going to watch. So she came, she joined us. She met us in downtown Royal Oak and she stood like 15 yards away. Like she said she was going to, and we got really busy um, getting into discussions of people's faith and everything. And after about 20 minutes, I turned around. I didn't see Kathy anymore. I'm like, oh. I'm like, well, that's too bad, but at least she came. And then I turned to my friend. I said, um, did Kathy say goodbye to you? He goes, Kathy didn't leave. I go, she didn't leave. I go, where is he? She, he says, look across the street. I look across the street. Kathy is standing there with a handful of rosaries, how to play the, pray the rosary pamphlets and miraculous meadows doing her own thing. Wow. I mean, it's, it's like, it's yeah. like the, the people need to understand it. In the Bible, it says over 365 times do not be afraid Mm. so each day do not be afraid this is truly the work of the holy spirit and what we find is most people have already said yes just like mary said yes yes jesus so they they've said the yes but they just need that little bit of courage to come into them and once they make that first step into the water they're swimmers for life That's a good way to say it. <laughs> I'm curious, uh, Randy, um, a lot of people would think that'd be very bold to ask somebody about their, uh, their status with their confession and in- invite them to go. Uh, how, do you, how do you get to that? In, in actuality, it's, it's a beautiful gift to get someone to go to confession. Um, but I know some people would, would find that be way too bold. I could never ask somebody that. How, but how do you, how do, you do that? You know, that's, that's a great question, and I don't know if I mentioned on the podcast, so we had four priests available throughout the Woodward Dream Cruise Day on Saturday, and I know that I at least led at least 10 to 12 people to one of the four priests for a confession, and I believe that, that one of the priests told me that they heard between 20 to 25 confessions, but the beautiful thing is is the people that went to confession, I would say the average length of time that they had been to a prior confession was probably eight years. Most of the people that I was speaking to had said two years, five years, 10 years, 20 years. So when someone would come up and, you know, it just, I guess it just takes a lot of faith that you realize that this is the work of the Holy Spirit and that you're just his vessel. Last year, I probably 
didn't have that boldness, but this year I did. So it, it kind of like grows inside of you. So this year when people would come up and ask, you know, oh, I would love a rosary or miraculous medal, I would say, oh, are you Catholic? And then they would say yes or no. And the ones that would say yes, I would just kind of say, oh, my gosh, that's great. You know, what parish do do you belong to? I would try to find common ground with the individual. I would try to bring humor into the conversation. And then once I felt that there was a connection, and believe me, these connections only took two to three minutes to get with the person, I would say, okay, you know what? Don't hit me, but I'm going to ask you a question. Don't, don't get mad at me. When was the last time you went to confession? And they would smile and laugh. Most I mean, of them. Do you, is that from experience, and, Randy, where you said, don't hit me? Where it's, <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay, I, don't, I, don't hit me like that other I, guy, but. <laughs> yeah, I, I have never been hit once ever. But it's a great way to kind it of is, like disarm it, them. It but, you know, I, I wasn't did. sure if there's a fun story where you actually did get hit and you're oh, like. Oh, yeah, no, no, I've. I've <laughs> I've I've never been hit doing three evangelization, but when I when I when I presented to them in that way, it kind of drops their guard. They're like, yeah. "What you gonna say?" And then when it just ends up being that, then they laugh. So that's my goal is to get them to laugh, to get them like in a joyful mood, and then when they when they answer, they go, oh, "Well, uh, it's." You know, it's been a while. I'm like, oh, wow, yeah, I understand. What's a while? They'll say, well, it's been about seven years. I'm like, oh, my gosh. I go, you know what? This is the perfect opportunity for you right now. We have four priests available. They're, they're here. They're great guys. They'll listen to your confession. Remember that joy that you felt the last time you went to confession, how you were just filled with an abundance of God's graces and that joy, and you felt that like your your mind got cleared and, and everything was like, you yep. deserve that experience again. And you I know, said, go ahead, Beth. Yeah, Ryan, I watched this happen. I watched Randy do this. I'm watching him and he's, he's saying, just like he said now to this girl, and this woman's demeanor completely changed. She's like, oh, maybe I, maybe I can do it. You know, from, from never even thinking about confession, not a big deal, pushing me on the side. Soon as Randy said, do you remember what it was like? Do you remember the joy in your heart? Her whole demeanor changed. She's, yeah, I do. And it became instead of like a wagging finger, you better go to confession, to this beautiful invitation to joy. And Randy did an awesome job. And you, I know you said it to a bunch of people, but it was amazing to watch it unfold. That is. And if anyone who has experienced that before, uh, going to the confession, always coming out, just relieved. Like um, There's just something very beautiful about the experience of just knowing you just um, you were just forgiven your sins uh, yeah and, and that it, that experience is something that is is very beautiful but sometimes there are people that I know of who actually have bad experiences in confession which actually makes them afraid of it because of something that that happened and has, have you experienced that Randy when you're talking about this joy which is more normative than not uh, sometimes I have and just in ministry talked to people who are avoiding confession because of a bad experience they had in the past. And is that something that you would encounter on the street? And what would you do if that, if someone did say that? So yeah, that, that's a great 
that's a great question. So I do not encounter that all that all that often. Someone that's experienced a bad confession, you know, maybe one out of a thousand. It's not that mm-hmm. many, but for those people that do, I just I just try to bring them back. I'm sorry. I apologize that you had a bad experience um, with that priest. You know, that that's horrible. It's not supposed to be that way. And I'm very sorry that that happened to you. I said, but what you don't want to do is what you don't want to do is you don't want to deny yourself of that joy, of the graces that are going to be filled in your soul and heart because of that one person. And then again, like Beth was saying, the invitation to joy they start to realize that, wow, okay, I'm actually depriving myself of something by not going to confession. And it it starts to make sense to them. And then, you know, I tell them, I'm like, you know, you're not going to go back to that priest ever again for confession. And they (laughs) laugh. It's someone you'll never see. They usually, (laughs) yeah. And they usually laugh, just like you guys laughed. And and that's, that's you know, part of the thing is, especially with confession, because it's so personal, is if you can get them laughing, they're, they're kind of with you, and they see that you're real, and they, and they genuinely see that you actually care about them, that you care about their salvation, that you're a stranger, yet you care enough about them. And they know, too, that confession is a very powerful thing because they have experienced the joy. You know, and then I just remind them that if it happened two years ago, five years ago, or 10 years ago, that possibly maybe kind of it was kind of old school way, but now the priests are being brought up to be, you know, the priests of the mercy. You're just going to find total mercy when you go into confession nowadays that times have changed Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and you know for for those individuals it makes them feel good that oh good they they have corrected this so it gives them comfort that you know yeah i can go to confession again Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but again when you when you make them aware that the benefit is to them you know, and like Beth said, I'm not wagging my finger at them. It's mm-hmm. like this, you, you deserve this. This is, this is a sacrament. This is a gift from God just for you. He had you in mind to be with them for eternity. Randy, you've been with St. Paul Street Evangelization since, is it 2013, 2012? For a very long time, right? Yeah, I think it's been about five years. Five years. Five years. Wow. Yeah. And, and, and all in your years of being with St. Paul street evangelization, do you have a favorite story or a few favorite stories from the street that you would like to share? Yeah, for sure. One of my most favorite story is about a year ago or so. I met this young lady in the street. Her name was Carol and I was out with other evangelists. Kristen was out with me and Mark was out with me. And she's a jogger. She loves to run. And she was running through the park. And we're like, would you like a free rosary? And she's like, I'm running right now, but I will when I come back. And then when she came back, she says, hi, I'm here. I came back. And then she broke into tears. Like she barely got the words out. Hi, I'm here. I said I would come back. She just started crying and crying and crying. 
Wow. And we're like, we're like, what's going on? What happened? And, you know, we, we immediately treated her with, with the powerful love of God. And like, she was our own sister. And we're like, well, and she tells us that, that a relationship that she had with a young man came to an end and it was, it was not good how he handled it. It was, I mean, it was, it was horrible. It was one of the worst breakups I had ever heard of in my life. And, and I've heard a lot. And so there, there was a good reason she was in tears and feeling sorrowful. And we offered her a rosary and we told her to bring Mary into this situation and to pray the rosary. And she took the rosary and then she, she would come running and we would see her again. And she would stop by and say, hi guys, immediately busting the tears again. This went on for like three, four, five weeks. She, we befriended her. She had our email addresses, our phone numbers. I believe Kristen, one of our evangelists, even would go out to lunch with her and things. And she's a friend of mine now. She's a friend of all of ours. So the amazing thing with Carol is, is after about five or six times, one time we told her we were going to be in Royal Oak later today. And we were going to have a priest available with us. And she came and she met Father Ryan. And then that just like totally transformed her, the conversation that they had. And she said it was the first time she had ever spoken to a priest. And she says, she noticed how we were. And she says, you guys are all Catholic, right? We're like, yeah. She goes, I want to become Catholic. So I took her to our, our parish she joined uh, the RCIA program. So I went with her the few, first few times just to like let her uh, get used to it. And then, and then I get the phone call like three weeks later. She goes, Randy, she goes, this is great. I go, what's great? She goes, this becoming Catholic thing is great. I'm, I'm like, oh, awesome. She goes, and I got some really good news for you. I'm like, what? She goes, I picked you to be my sponsor. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, that's oh, great that's news. Beautiful. That's beautiful. Oh. That and is. I got the schedule of all the different things that you, that you have to attend and be at. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Thanks so much. You don't so have anything then, Sunday afternoon for the next year, do you? Yeah. <laughs> no. And so then, Easter Vigil 2017, I'm standing next to Carol as her sponsor, and she's be she became Catholic. So fast forward the story now. Carol goes out and evangelizes with us. She was at the Dream Cruise. She goes to Rochester. She goes to Mass. I'm not kidding. Like 10 times a week. She has become <laughs> super Catholic, super evangelist. So awesome. the reason this is my favorite story is because we met somebody. She became a disciple of Christ. She became Catholic. She became an apostle of Christ. So she is now out there sharing the good news of Jesus. She's part of all our evangelization teams. And she is now out there sharing the good news, drawing somebody in, just like we drew her to the beauty of the gospel. So that, that's what I think is so amazing is when you can multiply this out to where you bring in people and then the other person goes out and, and shares that, you know, think of the joy 
that God is is receiving that that were thousands and thousands, tens of thousands of conversions are happening. They're being drawn to the beauty of the gospel. And, you know, hopefully one day we'll be with their eternal father for eternity. I mean, it's it's just an immense gratitude and feeling of joy that that there's nothing better in the world. Randy, what a paradigm shift because at the beginning of this podcast, we were talking about recruiting evangelists and how you need to go to the parish. But what about recruiting evangelists from the streets <laughs> about, yeah. uh, you know, you're out there on the street and you're evangelizing and, uh, and someone even like Carol, who wasn't even Catholic. Uh, I mean, was she joining you on the streets even before she came into the church? Was she going out with you even in the intermittent she, time? She would come out with us. Yeah. She did come out with us. Um, and then if I noticed there was a conversation, I would jump in. Mm-hmm. But once she became Catholic, man, I just let her loose. She, she's <laughs> got her apologetics down. Right. I mean, just how, how beautiful uh, to be able to help the people who actually, if you know, encounter Christ there on the street to then go out and help be that ambassador for him in the community. I mean, the, I would just imagine Carol and anyone who has that transformation because of your presence on the street is going to be that much more excited about the mission. Yeah. Amen, Brian. Amen. Amen. For sure. I've had that before, not as an experience with Carol, but I was evangelizing outside the Colts football game. And there were guys who were so excited that we were there representing the Catholic church that they started telling the crowd because there were just waves of people coming that they needed to come say a rosary, come say a prayer inside the church. We were doing, it was almost like a night fever uh, where we had candles and we invited people to come inside and pray. And we had confessions inside and we had people from the crowd that thought it was so great that we were there that immediately became evangelists. Uh, And wow, it wasn't, and it wasn't so much that they were official. Like they were, I mean, they were just so excited that they were there. They were waving people to come into the church because of how excited they were about, they identified themselves as Catholic. And it actually, when I got into deeper conversation with them, they weren't even practicing anymore. Oh my gosh. <laughs> they weren't practicing Catholics. They were Catholic. They identified themselves as Catholics. And then that's when I, I, I found out that the, and even in their own life, like they had felt like the, the Catholic church had let them down in some, in some areas. And, uh, with their own formation. And I had just talked to them about that and encouraged them to start going back to mass to start getting back involved in their parish. And I, I identified which parish was closest to them out on the West side. It was, it was great uh, just to be able to speak with these guys and that just to like, what a grace to see them as not even non-practicing Catholics excited to see Catholics evangelizing. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I just I just got an email the other day from from a young lady. She goes to Central Michigan University, which is which is a college in Michigan, and she said, "Randy, I, I you know I got your name from Doug. You know I understand you did the basic evangelization training talk out in Charlevoix, and she says, you know we're part of uh, like the St. Mary's Church out in Central Michigan where they have like I'm not quite sure if it's a Newman Center, but it's it's young Catholics on college. And she says, you know, we'd love to have you come out and and teach us and show us what you do. Because when I was at when I was at Charlevoix, this was really cool. They actually had me go up there about a month ago and they said, Randy, we're ready. We got the people, the people are on fire that that went to your training. 
We're going to be going to the farmer markets every Thursday from 9 to 1. We need you to come out and just show us how to do it. I said, okay, great. So I did. I went out there. I showed them the setup. And, you know, the, the people that showed up to evangelize were spectacular. And then just about a week ago, one of my friends was in Charlevoix and says, oh, I ran into your friend. I said, who's my friend in Charlevoix? And she says, uh, she goes, Barb. I go, Barb. I go, where'd you meet Barb? She goes, at the farmer's market. I said, was she evangelizing? She says, yeah. So it was just so amazing that not only did they, you know, that they had me come out and that this was like two or three weeks later, they're out there. They're, they, they're stuck to their commitment. They're doing it. They're going to be doing it until the end of November. So it was just so heartwarming to wear, to hear that, you know, they're out there and they, they're doing it. And as, as they say, like, hey, Randy, I got this. So a fruit of that, is now someone talks to someone, so now I'm going to be going to Central Michigan, and uh, they don't know it yet, but they're going to start an uh, evangelization team on their campus at Central Michigan after I give them their talk. So it's, it's, just, it's just so beautiful when, when we just allow the Holy Spirit to come in. Amen. It is. It's, it's all driven by the Holy Spirit. And aren't you always amazed how God orchestrates the thing so that the certain people find themselves in front of certain evangelists and, you know, to be invited to confession or to be invited to whatever. It's just, I'm always amazed at how God takes care of everything. Yeah, that, that, that is so true. I'm a big believer that the divine appointment, that whoever God wants, whichever evangelist he wants to be speaking to an individual, that that's that is a person that, that is there. Just yesterday, too, we were out evangelizing in downtown Royal Oak, Mick, Mick, Cindy, and I. Mm-hmm. And Cindy is just, she is out of this world. And she's, she's almost like a Saint, Saint, uh, Saint Teresa of Calcutta, the way she just warms up to the people. And yes, they're just yeah. drawn to her because she's just so exudes the beauty of the gospel. And, you know, the people that she had and the people that Mick had and people I had, it, it's like, right. It was, it was just so right who we spoke to and what we, what we spoke to him about. And God, God just fills you with the words. I mean, a lot of times, all the, all the person needs to see is just a smile from you. That can, that can break the ice right there because you don't know mm-hmm. what kind of a day they've had. And they see a smile and then they smile back. And, and, the, you know, just a smile can make them want to have a conversation with you. It's, right. it's like people are thirsting. They're out there. They're seeking. They're thirsting. And that's why it's so important that we have all over 300 teams across the U.S. and a few other countries. Because think of all the hearts that we've touched. What if we didn't go out that day? That's uh-huh. like three, five, ten, twenty, thirty, however many people that, yeah. that you know, needed to run into somebody and speak to them that day. It's, it's just mm-hmm. amazing. That's, that's true. I, I love that, how you said it. What if we didn't go? One of our other evangelists always says, you know, the biggest part about, the most difficult thing of, about evangelization is showing up. And there's always a reason. The devil's always giving you a reason not to go. But just have the courage, go, and trust that God is going to put someone in front of you. And you, a five-minute conversation can change someone's life. I'll tell you what, here in Michigan today, I want to get out there. It's (laughs) 
<laughs> I love how even in the yeah, way people don't like this, I've been telling everybody like, oh my gosh, because I'm from the South. I'm like, it is beautiful outside. And that it's not the response is normally like, well, wait till February. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> almost everybody that, because this whole week has been beautiful up here in Michigan. And yeah. it's like, let's get outside. Like, this is amazing. I, I want to be outside. And even talking to people about Jesus, like, let's go do it. The devil is definitely not keeping us from being outside right now. <laughs> yeah. And wow. even if you just, even if you just carry like a handful of miraculous medals and the miraculous medal holy cards around with you. And then like when you're shopping, God may put someone in front of you that, that you want to yeah. offer to them. Or if you're at the gas station, God will give you divine appointments all over the place. Just wake up one morning and say, God, please place at least five individuals in front of me that need to hear your word. And you'll get those five. You'll get 10. You'll get 20. Yeah. So, you know, when you say that prayer, be prepared because you are going to run into those people that day. And it's like, you know, it's like we're always taught, always be prepared. So do you have your five miraculous medals in your pocket at all time to give to people? Mm, I know a lot of people do. That's good advice. And be prepared. And you don't have to worry so much. That I don't have a theology degree. I couldn't possibly do it because it's more about the love in your heart that is exploding, like you said earlier, exploding out to draw people into the church. It's uh, that that's befriending, smiling, uh, you know, welcoming people. Those are the key things for the evangelist. What's the St. Mother Teresa says? Evangelization is having Jesus in your heart and carrying them to the hearts of others. Having Jesus in your heart and carrying them to the hearts of others. Perfect. When people, people sense that presence of God's love, when you live out that model of evangelization, and that's what's going to draw them to the beauty of the gospel. That's what's going to make them want to have a conversation with you. That's what's going to make them just let you know about their faith life and where they're at and why they're there. It's, it's just so amazing. Well, I mean, because exactly. we have God backing us up. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that's spoken from someone with lots of experience. Thank you, Randy. It's been Great hearing, uh, hearing you from. I, I kind of feel like when when we edit this, we just take Ryan and I out and just let Randy go because <laughs> there's so much wisdom and so many good things uh, to to say and so many good stories. I, I appreciate that. Um, That's the first time we joked around about taking Beth out. We normally always joke around about taking myself out. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Beth okay. has never offered to take herself <laughs> off before, but. So I think you lived up to your, when you were fearful about the, us building you up too much, Randy, but I think that. Well, I'm sitting well, back. Well, you know, all glory to God. I'm sure it's that Holy Spirit prayer that we said prior to uh, starting this pot, podcast. So once again, all glory to God. Amen. Yes, yes. And so just taking things back, uh, one of the things that we brought you, that we talked about was leading a parish team and how to mobilize people in your own parish. And you talked about doing the BET. And one of the things uh, so you're, you, Randy are qualified and have studied and, and actually are know how to lead a BET at your parish, but there might be a team leader who wouldn't be able to do that themselves. And so there's two options. They could bring someone in. Uh, and one of the things that we're actually about to launch um, sometimes this fall or this spring is actually an online 
uh, BET with videos and that they would be able to take through and maybe even welcome people at their parish to go through maybe in the small group study. So that's going to be coming out relatively soon. And that's a way that people who not may not feel comfortable leading in BET themselves could still get people exposed to the material and still give them the confidence to join them on the streets. Yeah, and yeah, for I sure. That, and that, that, that's a great idea. You know, the, the more cities and the more towns we can reach, mm-hmm. um, the better. So, I mean, that, that's excellent. You can have the live basic evangelization training, mm-hmm. BET, or you can have the, the online one. You know, people, just let us know how you want it done and we'll do it. <laughs> yeah, Amen. yeah. We've got lots of trainers. We're, we're out every weekend training a BET somewhere. If you look at our calendars, always someone getting a BET training. So, well, that's Thank awesome. You. That's awesome. Um, Anything else, Brian, that we want to ask, Randy? We've been going for so long. There's so much to say. (laughs) I I, I just want to sit back and just let Randy tell stories. So we might have to bring him on again just so he can share more stories. Because, I mean, this podcast is stories from the street. And just hearing stories like Carol's and others is what really makes the difference for from my, it, it just shares, it's not we're just telling people about evangelization, but there are real people's lives who are transformed. And if, if any sort of sense of nervousness of should I do this, what's going to happen? Just if you can just allow the Holy Spirit to use you, uh, just imagine um, the impact that God desires to have and the fact that you have the opportunity through St. Paul Street Evangelization to really change someone's life. If- Brian, the, the stories are endless. I, I had a bag of St. Anthony medals in the car the other day and I was with some friends and we were driving around and, the young lady said, like, oh, my gosh, are these St. Anthony medals? I said, yeah. I go, are you Catholic? She says, yeah, but I haven't gotten a mass much. She says, oh, my grandmother, she loves St. Anthony. You know, she always told us about St. Anthony. And she, and she says, you know what? She goes, I'm convinced this is a sign from God because <laughs> I've been wondering and thinking about this. This is a sign from God that. I need to start going back to mass again. She goes, what are the odds that, that like St. Anthony is going to all of a sudden appear at the time I'm wondering, questioning my faith, like, should I be going back to mass? And, and I believe in my heart that she did. She told me that that's, there's, you know, that's in her neighborhood and everything. So, I mean, the stories just go on and on and on. That's amazing. That's why we have, that's why we have stories on the street. Yeah. Because you could have had believe any other me. medal. You could have had any other medal there, Randy. But yeah, it was just a bag of San Anthony's. That's God. That is God right there orchestrating. It that. is for sure. He does and it, that. It's just like you were saying. It was just like you were saying earlier, Beth. How God puts the people where you know they need yes. to be. So we, I did door to door missionary work as a seminarian. And when we, and one time when we went door to door, we opened it up and this person was like, I was just praying and I just read, as, you know, Romans, St. Paul and Romans and decided that I was going to become Christian and was trying to figure out which denomination I should be. And then Catholic showed up to my door. Oh so my God. How, how do I get involved? How do I get involved in your church? Literally, he, he we, we brought him to the pastor and he said, like, I want to learn more about becoming Catholic. Because, ah, like, so it was, it was the, like, like he, he couldn't get over the time. He said, this has to be God because I was literally just reading in Romans. And what I can't, I wish I could remember the exact verse that he was reading, but whatever it was, it made him contemplate 
how which denomination of Christianity that he should become, and he and then Catholics show up. You can't write that script. <laughs> no, God and, has to write it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I was just thinking of you St. Can't. Anthony. Boom, here it is. Oh, I was just reading Romans. Boom, there you are. I so, mean, you can't write that. Yeah. You can't make that up, Brian. Yeah. No, I couldn't even make that up if <laughs> that's not <laughs> that's the best part about these stories, is they're not stories that we can even fathom what God can do for willing to be available for God right. is so. so good. God is so amazing. And we just, All the time. We just we're along for the ride and we just are so humbled to be able to be a participant in his grand plan. Amen. Well, thanks again, Randy, for, for being on with us. And uh, we will most likely have to bring you back on to continue to share stories uh, of what's going on in the street. Yeah, that sounds great. That'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, just, we'll call it story time with Randy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. And good. then Beth and I won't even be on it. You'll actually just be recording. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That'll work. God bless you, Randy. Thank you. God bless. Yeah, thanks so, for being on. I'll, po- I'll post your pictures up, though, just so I have people to look at. Oh, there you go. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you. Here we are. We are St. Paul Street Evangelization, where we train, equip, and mobilize ordinary Catholics to do the extraordinary work of evangelization in order to save souls. God bless you. God bless.